BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Freckled Foodie and Friends, a podcast focused on making healthy living approachable, hosted by yours truly, Cameron Rogers. Today we are joined with Tara Foley, who is the founder of Folane, which if you follow me, you are aware that I am obsessed with this new, clean, non-toxic beauty mecca. And so welcome, Tara. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh, of course. This is a dream. I posted on my podcast, not on my podcast, I posted on my Instagram the other day saying, I'm having Tara Foley, the founder of Foley, on my podcast, sending questions. And I got a few DMs like, damn that's so legit and I was like I do feel legit top that's awesome you're a celebrity um so I did just give you a heads up right before we recorded but to kick things off how would you define success okay so I this is a really big and tough Mm -hmm. question but it is (laughs) um but one I've actually like thought about a a bunch and how I define success for me and for Fulane but really even for me is when we've um, when we've basically shifted the entire mindset around clean beauty mm-hmm. um, and around beauty products even. Because so many women think, oh, you know, I need to find uh, products that perform as well as my foundation, my soaps, my lotions that I use now, and they're not going to perform as well. It's just different. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when we start getting people at scale, like in a mass, mass way, starting to consider the ingredients in their skincare and beauty products in the same way that they consider the ingredients in their food, mm-hmm. then we've won. Totally. Yeah. And I do think that people kind of are so overwhelmed by the idea of clean Mm -hmm. beauty because it's kind of once and we talked about this a little bit on the food waste and general waste episodes but when you notice that you're doing something wrong and there's so much to change you almost feel helpless and then that leads to doing nothing because it's like oh god if I look at the label of my bronzer then I'm also gonna have to look at the label of my mascara eyeshadow soap toothpaste and you realize it's so much and you're like I just rather not know yep and And then some people also (laughs) they they get so overwhelmed and they're you know they they then are like you know what I identify as somebody who's not gonna be like Mm -hmm. into clean beauty that's just not me and then they start making fun of it and they start making it this niche thing but really it's like it it can you can take like one step at a time I mean Mm -hmm. switching out products as you as you run through your products and you need to like yeah. buy a new lotion, why not try a cleaner one, right? And mm-hmm. just, it can be so much easier 
than people make it out to be. Um, you know, nobody, just using food examples, because that's going to be super easy with you. It, totally. <laughs> uh, nobody, it also makes sense. Yeah. I mean, nobody goes from like Lay's potato chips to kale chips overnight, right? Mm-hmm. They go to like baked Lay's and they yeah. go to sweet potato <laughs> they, chips and they like Lay's. They may, you know, yeah. they take a bunch of steps along the way. And we literally exist to try and make it easier and to hold your hand through the process. And like, if you want to start, uh, I guess this is starting to talk a little bit about what Felaine is, yeah, but if, well, if that's you're what like, we're doing. okay, go yeah. for it. <laughs> if you, if you're like using a face lotion and you want to switch over to a clean one, but you're not ready to, you know, make the plunge to some really, you know, botanical mm-hmm. oil or something as a moisturizer, you can just switch over to like a, a face lotion that's very similar to the one that you're using as a first yeah. step. But I can guarantee you, if you like that, you're going to end up continuing down that path to get mm-hmm. to that kale chip, which is like yes. a face oil. <laughs> I totally agree. And I kind of, I actually began this, well, if you follow me, you know this, but I didn't wash my face until basically a year ago. I have never had any type of routine. Yeah, I'm very simple when it comes to makeup. I usually don't even wear makeup unless it's like a big night. But my sister is like... A junkie. She has, I swear to God, 20 toiletry cases when we go away for the weekend. So that to me was like, I'm just so overwhelmed. I don't even want to touch makeup to begin with. Mm -hmm. But when I was going through my mercury detox, it led me to really look into where I was getting just general chemicals from. Mm -hmm. And I did like a deep dive with a friend who's very knowledgeable on the topic of all of my stuff. And some of it I had even purchased being like, okay, this is better for me. Because my other sister is like trying to push clean beauty. And she's like, no, this is not really yeah. clean. It Greenwashing and clean crazy. washing is a huge problem. Insane. Because yeah. there's no regulation in the U.S. So any company can throw like a green leaf on a bottle and say that it's clean, green, natural, but there's no regulations or rules about what that means. So it could be completely, my mind. not even not natural, but it could be completely unsafe, like not like really, really bad for you. It's like, insane to me. And so... I then realized Folane happened to open like three blocks away from my apartment. <laughs> and I hopped in and I was like, hey, can you kind of explain what this is? And they gave me the gist, which I will also ask you to give everyone yeah. else. But I then went back and I just purchased basically my entire life is now from Folane. And oh. I, I got rid of everything else. So I did what most people don't do, which I totally get. Mm-hmm. It was a lot and it was expensive and I get it. But small steps are possible. Mm-hmm. And I of think that that's why I love you guys encouraging that because you take the intimidation out of it. Absolutely. I mean, we literally exist to try and make it as easy as possible to transition over. And we do that with quizzes on our website. Mm-hmm. We do that. Like you can book a consultation in the store. You can buy a little trial kit of travel sizes. You can buy one travel size. You can buy yeah. one product. Like whatever it is that's the right way for you to start, we're we do not shame people. We, I, I think we're pretty approachable and warm about it. And it's like, I mean, that's, we really are just so diehard and passionate about getting people to try their first clean thing Mm -hmm. because we know they're going to love it if it's the right, if If it's it's matched to them. Yeah. Yeah, If it's the right fit. So why don't you give us a, I guess, overall gist of Folane and then how you created this amazing company. Okay, I feel like I've covered a lot of what it is <laughs> thus far, but we are a retailer with the best of clean beauty, um, and that means a very curated selection mm-hmm. from 80 different brands, so we don't carry any full brand portfolios. We carry what they're best at making and what's best uh, to suit different skin types and routines. So we um, we carry over 500 products across skincare, makeup, hair care, um, body care, and we also have a growing, a very quickly 
growing line of Folene label products mm-hmm. as well. Um, I love the lavender soap. Oh, I use thank it as body wash yeah. as well. The refill soaps are really popular. Um, mm-hmm. So so that's us. We have six stores across the country and um, and our site, Folene.com. And in our stores and site, we basically match you to the right clean beauty for you. And so... Mm-hmm. And that, you know, it depends on where you are in your journey with converting over to clean beauty, but it could be, like I said, for your very first product, we'll help you figure out what the right one is for you. Or if you've been using clean beauty forever and you're looking to, you know, change through the seasons um, Mm -hmm. or like, you know, get something to beef up your routine, we can do that too. So we're really, um, our store team members and online team members are called educators and they have to go through crazy training. Yeah. So, so knowledgeable. Yeah, we're that's that is definitely what we're most known for is kind of the deep education and we wanna be there to we wanna be there to answer all the questions that you might have. And I love that. And I will say from a consumer standpoint, when I go into stores similar to how we were mentioning, labels aren't always actually telling the truth mm-hmm. when it comes to mm-hmm. beauty. I would feel really overwhelmed in a store being like, Okay, well, it says clean. Is it clean? What makes this clean and not that? Like I don't know the long list of ingredients yep. that I'm supposed to be avoiding, which is why I said earlier, abundance overwhelms, overwhelms me. Walking into Folene was such an enjoyable experience <laughs> good, because I good. knew I could just grab anything and it would be clean. Like you guys did the legwork that I was so dreading. Yeah, that's the big difference between like a big retailer that will have an aisle mm-hmm. or a section with clean products and then everything else isn't. Yeah, Everything in our store, everything between those four walls and on our site has been through very serious safety, but also performance testing. Mm-hmm. So it has to not have any of our restricted ingredients, which we list on our website. And that's like table stakes. It has to be safe. But then it also has to perform and do what it yeah. claims to. Because we know that if women, you know, switch, women switch between conventional beauty products all the time. Your sister sounds mm-hmm. like one of them. Like yep. always trying new products. It's outrageous. And doesn't even, women won't think twice if a product doesn't work for them or if they don't like it, they'll move on to the next one. But if they are trying a clean beauty product for the first time and mm-hmm. it doesn't work, they're going to say all of clean beauty doesn't work. And I do think that exists, especially with mm-hmm. like clean natural deodorant. Yes. Because you go through, I don't know if it's like a detox phase or what, but when I first started, I smelled so bad. Like I didn't know I could omit those scents. And now I'm totally fine. And so when I tell my friends to try and start a yep. clean deodorant, my, my sister, again, she's going to kill me. She tried it and she's like, Kimmy, I can't. This scent is horrific. Like, I'm done. And all clean deodorant was written off. Right, right. I'm like, but just It's a process. You need to find the right one for you. Yeah. No. So um, did you go through a little period where you didn't wear any deodorant for a while? No. So that's the, that's the trick for a lot of... So, I mean, if you've been using, especially for people that have been using like clinical strength and the, a lot of the that's ones me. with aluminum. Okay. So <laughs> you definitely want to go through a little period, like a detox period yeah. where you're not wearing anything and you're sweating it out and you like exfoliate your underarms. Sometimes people do masks under their arms. That's not necessary, that. but like yeah. you can just scrub it with a soap or, or a um, exfoliant. And basically the idea is to get out all of, to like shed all of the aluminum because so it's interesting. stored... I mean, nobody listening can see the motions I'm making to my armpits. <laughs> you look like but a like, monkey. <laughs> it's like stored in your lymph. It's right stored there. in your li- yeah. yeah. It's the beginning of your lymphatic system. So it's um, so it's a lot of aluminum zirconium and crap is stored there. Mm-hmm. And so that's why it can be really harmful to us in the long run. But that's also why you need to go through a little bit of a process to switch over. And then it's yeah. about finding the right clean, you know, aluminum free yeah, deodorant for you. Yeah, and I hadn't found it until Folane. Yeah. So I'm we'll ask a lot of questions. Yeah. 
I'm sure. <laughs> to help match you to the right one for you. Because that's a big one. Yeah. And I will say also, just for everyone listening, in the show notes, I'm going to link the Folian website, but then also I have a piece on my site that's my new morning and nighttime routine awesome. thanks to Folane. And so in that includes all the specific links of the products that I love so much. Obviously it's individualized and what works for me might not work for you, but I can say that I started my clean beauty routine probably four months, five months ago, mm-hmm. maybe four or five months ago. And I've been fortunate that I've always had pretty decent skin. And mm-hmm. I, if this happens again, I'll be pissed. I said this on my story and I had a, the first pimple <sighs> in two years the next day. But I have never gotten more compliments on my skin or like quote unquote glow than when I started this. And maybe it's also just the fact that I'm doing a routine. Yeah. Um, but it's like, it's changed. I, I love it. Because this like, stuff I have can a new work sense of better love. than the conventional stuff that you've been using. From Not even just from like drugstore stuff. Of course it's going to work better than yeah. that. But it's definitely, it's even going to work better than expensive stuff that you can buy at a department store or like a mm-hmm. boutique skincare. Because these are ingredients that, it's just like food, right? It's These are real ingredients that your body, if it's the right stuff for you, your body's going to glow and like thrive with it. So yeah. certain people can't eat, you know, gluten or pineapples or whatever. And like mm-hmm. they know that their body is not going to like work as well if they eat those things. Same thing with your skin. If you use these really delicious plant-based ingredients that work well with your skin, mm-hmm. it's going to look better than it ever has. That's so interesting. I never thought about yeah, it. Yeah, like I mean, that. all conventional beauty products is just filler. There's nothing real in it. It's just like a bunch of, I mean, forget about it being toxic. Like, yeah. okay, yes, it's toxic and unsafe, and we could talk about that for an entire show. But it's also just like, it's just a bunch of goop in a jar that's filler that does nothing to your skin. Mm-hmm. And so it's not actually improving it at all. So, of course, it's going to look better when you're using these like real ingredients that so help like nourish it yeah. from the outside. I mean, in. it makes total sense. I don't know why I acted. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> it, your skin looks really good. Thank you. For all the listeners out um, there. <laughs> thank you so much. So, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you started filming? Sure. Because I know we caught up before this episode and we both have. Kind of we have really really similar, similar stories. stories. I'm yeah. just going to tilt your mic a okay. little bit. Oh, um, very I got sim- a little bit more into it, <laughs> <laughs> but very similar stories. Okay, so um, so very very similar to your story. I um, was living in New York and working at a law firm after college. I was a public policy major. Always wanted to make change in some capacity. So growing up and in college, I worked at like legal aid lobbyists, like lobby firms, um, nonprofits always thought that I wanted to get into advocacy um, mm-hmm. and that I needed to get a law degree to do it. So I grew up in D.C. and that's kind of like everybody had a yeah. law degree. So I just <laughs> thought that that was the path. Kind you of must like, go to law school. Right. Like you grew up yeah. in the tri-state area and everybody was in finance and you thought you had to yep. get into finance. So similar. So anyhow, uh, graduated from college, was here in New York working at a big law firm and realized, oh, wow, I hate this and this mm-hmm. is not what I want to do with my life. Um, and it was the recession. It was 2008. And so there weren't like, it's not like people were giving out Mm -hmm. jobs, you know, left and right. It was actually like a tough, a tough moment for that. So I was just like, I need to stay in my job. I hate it. I hate everything about it. I'm miserable. What am I going to do for myself to feel good about myself and be Mm -hmm. able to get through every day? So I started to invest and focus in my own personal health and wellness. And this is really for the first time in my life because I didn't grow up in an organic household Mm -hmm. I mean, I never knew about the difference between organic and anything. I just, I mean, we grew up in a culture of like fast food, Costco, all the things. Yeah. So 
So I started, you know, um, finding recipes online, um, going to Union Square Farmer's Market, getting ingredients, mm-hmm. cooking for myself. Um, it. it felt really good, and I loved it. I started um, going to Soul Cycle classes to the very first Soul Cycle studio here, which kind of makes me feel a lot older than <laughs> you right now. Um, but doing all of that, and then that turned into racing triathlons, and I, I just basically was like becoming obsessed with health and wellness, mm-hmm. and it it felt really good to take care of myself and. Basically, in my research for all of that, I started reading about beauty products and about how there was a lack of regulation in the U.S. and how there's 1,300 ingredients banned from beauty products in Europe, Japan, Canada, everywhere else. And here in the U.S., there's only 30 ingredients that are banned from beauty products. And I start, I know, and there was just this huge disconnect. And so I think it was like this activist, you know, the public policy. I was going to say inside me, I got mad. Transferred over, like your legal background transferred over to be like, I'm going to help people. I'm going to make it exactly. But can I ask a question that might age me and sound naive? (laughs) But was this even a thing? Like, I'm surprised when no. you Googled it, you even found results. Because I sure as hell didn't know anything about clean beauty until I feel like two years so ago. So nobody start, nobody was using the words clean beauty. They were okay. starting to use the words natural beauty. But what I had to do was go out and find brand. Like, I literally was going into stores. So there's a store here in New York called ABC Home and Apothecary. Yep. It's a furniture store, mm-hmm. but they have a small little apothecary. I, I think found the out actual about furniture them. store is closing. Oh no! I, they were doing a huge rug oh, sale, weird. like going out of business. Oh, I'll have I don't to check know. that out. I didn't um, know they had an apothecary. So then. they have an apothecary. I checked that out, and they had some of the first brands that existed. I went to like a couple spas that were known for using natural mm-hmm. things. Um, I went to just like random pharmacies that had brands from Europe that they were bringing over that were natural, and so. Basically, I started finding these natural brands and I was obsessed because I was like, these things, I, I grew up a beauty junkie like your sister, okay, so got it. was always obsessed with beauty products. And um, that's why I got very riled up when I found out yeah. that all of my, that I had been lied to I, and all of you, my beauty products were. You felt were, wrong I by felt the people wrong. you loved Totally, most. totally. And, yeah. and nobody wanted to talk to me about it, um, you know, friends, family members. So I started a little blog as an outlet. And this is mm-hmm. Blogspot. This is like... Yeah. Old school. I mean, maybe I was lucky if I got 200 people looking at a blog post ever. Like, so, um, but anyhow, so I, I used, I built the blog to be an outlet for, for my quote unquote research. And that was like nights and weekends and every single spare moment going Mm -hmm. to try and find these brands. And so finally I started, I worked up the courage to just reach out to the brands. And I was like, Hey, can I meet you for coffee? You know, I have this blog (laughs) and they were just like, Oh sure. I'll meet a blogger. Um, and so I would sit down and I would just pick their brains. Um, and just, I, what I noticed out of all of those meetings was that they were incredibly passionate about building beauty products the the right way. Mm -hmm. Um, they didn't have a platform. So they all said, you know, we wish that there was a clean or green Sephora or a clean or green yeah. blue mercury because they didn't have a home. They were like, we're sold now in furniture stores and, and grocery stores, and that doesn't make sense for us. So mm-hmm. so in 2009, I was like, wow, wouldn't it be amazing to create that store for them? But what do I know about beauty, business, you know, anything? Uh, certainly natural beauty, because that didn't exist as a category. Yeah. Um, so I decided to to kind of pull the emergency brake on that horrific job and my life here in New York and give myself an education on all that stuff. So wow. that was that was up until then the hardest decision I ever made. I'm I mean sure. like my parents and I didn't really talk for a little while. Mm-hmm. It was like okay, I'm quitting this whole trajectory of going to law school and I'm going to, you know, open a lipstick store is what I think my mom said you know like it was just That's like me trying to tell my dad bleak. I'm leaving JP Morgan. I'm going to start an Instagram. Exactly. Like what? Uh, what? Exactly. Come again. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was bleak. And so, you know, I had to figure out a way to like, you know, fund it and do all the rest of it. Um, so I went first to go live and work on a lavender farm in France. So I got that idea from actually um, a couple of friends that I knew that were getting into agriculture investing and even getting into like um, restaurants and hospitality. Mm-hmm. So so basically working on the lavender farm gave me visibility into the difference between um, the different growing methods. So organic versus biodynamic versus conventional. That's really mind Growing of ingredients because yeah. it's the same thing as food. You can grow plant, mm-hmm. any kind of plant that way. And so um, that was a really helpful experience. And then I went up to Maine and I worked for a private label skincare developer. So if you wanted to start a line of like freckled foodie mm-hmm. lotions and potions, you would call a person like this because they're they're kind of like a turnkey middleman. Um, and okay. they'll build, they'll get the packaging, they'll find the labs, they'll find the ingredients and they, they bring together products for people that don't have like a massive company behind it. Cool. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. That's why you see all these kind of random like B-list celebrities starting mm-hmm. skincare lines. It's usually through somebody like that. So that was a great education. I actually was planning on staying there forever. That was mm-hmm. going to be my job. Um, but when I was there, I started going to these labs and these manufacturing facilities across the U.S. where these beauty products were being made. And I was like, holy cow. I can't swear on this. So No, yeah, cow. you can. Oh, you can swear. <laughs> okay. All right. Don't well, worry. it was just crazy to me because I was seeing these $5 face lotions come out on a manufacturing line right after like a $500 face lotion. Really not very much difference in the mm-hmm. actual product inside. And by the way, all the product inside was super toxic. It was really, the difference was marketing. Mm-hmm. And so I, I was basically like, the beauty industry is disrespecting women. It's saying you need to look like this picture of, yep. you know, this aspirational model. And by the way, we're going to serve you up a bunch of toxic ingredients to get there. And I talk about and that charge activist you, in me and charge you and a, a buttload. ton of money. Yeah. And so I just, I was so furious. And so I applied at the last minute um, to an entrepreneurship focused business school um, in Boston called Babson. And so mm-hmm. they literally like, it's like heads down work on business plan the entire time. Interesting. And, and how that's long what is I did. the program? It's two years. And so I, I literally did that in, for two years. Um, but I mean, worked on the business plan for two years, but you know, all of my professors and classmates just thought I was out of my mind. They were like, you can't start a retailer. I mean, there's a massive incumbent retailer Mm -hmm. in Sephora and Ulta, like that doesn't make any sense. Um, But I kept coming back to the fact that these brands were out there, they existed and they had no home and they had no voice because they had no home. And so at one point it was going to be a brand. And honestly, I I feel super passionate about building a brand one day. That's why we're starting mm-hmm. to build some of our own products. I but love the following product. It's like I mean it's it's so fun. Um, and product development is kind of where it all started for me. But I kept on coming back to the fact that there needed to be a platform. And so um, so entered the plan into many different business plan competitions. Ended up winning a really big nationwide one, and I got some capital from that. And then. Sold my car, um, took every penny to my name, which was not very many pennies, and um, and basically opened our first store in July 2013 up in Boston. I didn't take out on any side outside like capital to do it. Mm-hmm. I just kind of did it because I wanted to see if there was an, actually an opportunity yeah. because this was before any other clean beauty retailer existed. So now there are very many, but. Mm-hmm. Literally None. zero existed yeah. at that point. <laughs> yeah, you are an activist. Yeah. You were giving the people a voice, and exactly. you started a movement. Exactly. Um, sorry if I'm talking too much, but anyhow, no, so that's, I love this. that's how we started. And then 
basically within the first few months we were getting repeat customers we had a beauty editor come from new york city up to boston being like hey wow nobody's done this yet and why are you here in boston and not new york and it was why just like did you choose boston i actually chose boston for a few reasons one um rent is so much lower yeah so i knew i wanted to start with a store so i could interact with the customers all day just mm-hmm. to learn from them Two, um, there's this science community there. And so we have a whole board of safety advisors, like the head of environmental health at Harvard, Mm -hmm. the first PhD in green chemistry, like all of our safety advisors or many of them are based in Boston. And they've become kind of, they're very, very important to me because the only thing, the biggest difference between Fulane um, and all of the other clean beauty retailers and really the whole beauty industry is that we really stay ahead of the curve when it comes to Mm -hmm ingredient restrictions so we're usually the first to ban um unsafe ingredients so like we are the first to ban phenoxyethanol which Mm -hmm. is just anyhow so um so that safety community and that science community is really important to me um and then the third thing is i felt like boston was a little bit more indicative of the rest of the country um than new york was interesting so new york is like it's like things can be very like they can pop overnight and they're really glitzy but You know, it's not necessarily something that would make it in Minnesota, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I wanted to make sure We're that very on trend, and then the trend dies, exactly. and it's like okay, bye. Exactly. I wanted yeah. to build something that lasts, that was mm-hmm. like something that we could build for everybody. And so, um, so opened our first store. You know, saw we got a, a bunch of really good traction in the first few months, and then I decided that I was going to actually make a life and career out of it. And so that's when I took on a little bit of outside angel investor money to open many more stores, mm-hmm. um, to build a little website, to do everything. And all along the way, I think the most important thing we were doing is we are having these in-depth conversations with customers to learn yeah. what ingredients and products were working best for their skin. And it's just, that is our secret sauce because you know now that every single retailer under the sun is selling clean beauty products, they don't know. I mean, they don't know yeah, what you have to separate yourself. Well, they don't. Yeah. Well, they also just don't know what to sell for different skin types mm-hmm. and concerns and what where the conversation should go, because it really is a conversation. Totally. So, so those years, those early, early years, um, kind of teaching ourselves about all of these brands and products, that was that is like what defines us. Mm-hmm. And that's how we can build all those quizzes on our website right now yeah. and do our clean consultations in store. And honestly, that's like what's informing our own product development too. So it's amazing. It's really incredible. Oh, and I have, you. how many stores do you guys have now? We have six stores across the country. Um, and then someone asked if you are expanding and if so, where? Oh, they asked that yeah. in the questions. You know, we're going to, so first of all, our website, our, our e-commerce is the fastest growing part of the business. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of like always expanding there. And that's yeah. where most of our resources are going to there, to the website and to our product development right mm-hmm. now. Um, we'll probably open a few more stores next year, but we're just, we're taking a pause. It it took a lot of energy to open four it's stores in six months last year. And it was oh like, God. I had a little baby with me and I was bringing her with me everywhere. And um, yeah, so we're just kind of pausing opening stores and getting them into a really good spot yeah. before we open more. Totally fair. My other question is the brands that you were meeting with in the very beginning, mm-hmm. having the conversations just for your blog, are any of those brands being Still, sold at Fulane? So so some of them have moved way bigger and mm-hmm. better, not better, but bigger and like outside, you know, they couldn't service us and like every single other mass distributor. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some of them have actually like gone away as businesses. Yeah. There are a small handful that's left. Um, so... So Tammy Fender was one of our first lines. Okay. So it's a spa grade line out of Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, really, really high performance line. Someone actually recommended me going to her 
physical spa in Florida because I think it's near, is it It's Palm in Beach? West Palm Beach, yeah. yeah. My parents um, have a place out there, and so I spend a lot of my winter there. Oh, that's and perfect. You should definitely someone, go. Yeah, I'm going to. I was talking she's with them magical. about trying to go, but then like my schedule didn't work. She's, so she's like, definitely on the list of people I need to visit in Florida next this winter. Yeah, it's it's the most amazing experience mm-hmm. of all time. Like full stop. It's okay. so good. So Sold. she's a she is a miracle worker. Um, so she was one of our original brands, Soapwalla, which is um, mainly known for their deodorant cream. Okay. Um, they were one of our original brands. Um, let's see here. Gosh, I think many of the other ones we they've kind of grown in and mm. out of the out of the store. Um, uh, Rawa, a hair care line that we have, uh-huh. have is one of our I, original I think ones. I have that in my shower right yeah. now. <laughs> and, and mind you, like when I started, I didn't have any money. So I only had 10 brands yeah. when I opened the store. We I have 80 now say. and should probably, we should probably have like 150, but we only have 80 right now, but we had very few brands. And even from those brands, we only had a few products. So, mm-hmm. so it's not like I started with a ton of brands and now they're not in there. I yeah. mean, I only started with 10, so. <laughs> it's amazing. It's yeah. the, Your story is truly remarkable. Oh, and I'm sure it has to do with the story you just told, but what would you say your favorite characteristic about yourself is? Oh, um, I knew that was coming, but still I'm not prepared <laughs> for it. I think probably that whole approachability. Um, mm-hmm. I So I think that's just a part of who I am. Like yeah. I, I'm best one-on-one probably. And mm-hmm. I love that. And that's the place I thrive in. And that's really what I want to bring to our brand as well. Like clean beauty is accessible and approachable and it's not only for glitzy glamorous mm-hmm. people. It's not only for crunchy granola hippies. It's like, I mean, I am a pretty norm core mom of two who lives in Boston <laughs> and yeah. like, and you know, I love it more than anything. And so, um, I'm here to help. And so I think I'm, I'm, I would say I'm pretty approachable and I think that's important mm-hmm. for me. I would business. totally back that. We've only <laughs> okay. met once at a full lane event, <laughs> yeah. I guess like a few weeks ago, but for five minutes we talked and I was like, will you be on my podcast? Um, <laughs> and so I was like, oh yeah, of course. It'd be definitely approachable. But even here, just talking before we hopped on the microphones, feel like we've been friends forever yeah so you are definitely approachable and I love that because it's one of my favorite characteristics about people I love feeling like the walls are just down and that's what you're doing for the for healthy eating too which is so important my goal um and then because you did mention you have children yes do you think (laughs) Folane will extend into baby we have a few few baby products right now it's a tricky thing because um for a few reasons most people that are fully bought into this, they're actually not using very many products at all on mm-hmm. their on their babies. So, I mean, like I don't use anything but water until she's like until they're older, which is mm-hmm. crazy. Like at least a few months, um, yeah. and even then, just really really gentle products and only one or two products with very few ingredients. So. It's a little bit tricky um, in that way. And then the products that we sell, we have the highest standards for baby. I mean, we have high standards say, for everything, yeah. but for baby products, like insanely high standards. So they're a little bit more expensive than the stuff you can buy at Target. Mm-hmm. So it's just a, it's like a tricky category. We do have some, we have like one of each. We have one diaper cream, one lotion, one, you know, okay. baby shower gel. So the options are there. Yes, People need them. Exactly. Good to know. Oh my god, I can't even imagine being a mother and having to deal with all of these oh, things Gary, that you don't even know if you ever like exist. Make that decision. Oh, it's like a lot. Yeah, a lot. I it overwhelms me. Um, but I also I did I have a few questions regarding just non toxic mm-hmm. beauty in general. But I did, as I mentioned, asked my audience on Instagram to send in some, and a lot were kind of what I actually would have asked as well. But 
if you're someone who's trying to move into do you like to call it clean beauty or natural or non-toxic yeah, clean. Yeah, okay yeah. clean beauty and you have that feeling of i'm so overwhelmed i don't know what to do what do you say is the first or first few products mm-hmm. that people should really be focusing on well if somebody's coming into clean because they want to they want to use like healthier products mm-hmm. um as soon as possible I would say the most unhealthy generic conventional products that they're probably using are soap, which is usually a surprise to people. So so liquid hand and body soap is the stuff that you use most throughout the day, if you think about it. Mm -hmm. You're washing your hands like many, many times throughout the day. So those soaps can contain... so it now I'm going to get into details. So yeah, fragrance, no. um, mm-hmm. so fragrance in the U.S. is considered a trade secret. So fragrance inside that word fragrance on any label that can be up to four thousand chemicals, what? and that's usually yeah. So it's usually where where big you know conventional companies will store their like their bad. How things. is this allowed? Oh my god! Don't even get me started. I know totally. So you're going to see fragrance fuck? on it, and so. So sometimes, you know, so we carry some things that say fragrance, but we have but we have full disclosure. Yeah, we have full disclosure. It's usually a natural fragrance. It's usually essential oil-based or isolates. But when you see fragrance on a conventional product, I can guarantee you mm-hmm. that's not it. So so soap has a ton of fragrance usually. It usually has um, SLS, which is what makes it foam up, which is just an irritant, no good. Mm-hmm. I mean, it has parabens sometimes and other unsafe preservatives like parabens. It has so many ingredients in it and so that are bad for you and so what happens is you're washing your hands so many times throughout the day and not only are these ingredients going into your body and your body doesn't know what to do with them so they do what's called bioaccumulate so Mm -hmm. they add up and up and up in your body so bad number one but bad number two is that they're washing down the drain and every going back into the water system and everybody's then affected by it which is why you know, beauty is kind of a public health crisis in a way. Sorry mm-hmm. to go that no, far, it but is. like I would say that. I mean, that's why it's this. It's the everybody using these products and and the ingredients going down the drain um, that make them really really bad. So so soap, I would okay. say, fair. <laughs> soap is 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 an important one. Do we, you carry a soap around with you? Like, what if you're somewhere else? I do carry a soap around with me often, and if if I don't, honestly, like it yeah. is what it is. Like, I'm not. I'm probably in my life like eighty twenty. Um, okay. Because if I, if I turned, if I like acted on everything I know, I wouldn't sit on furniture. I wouldn't like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I would never like eat anything, you know? And it's like, especially now. I am with food. Yeah. Well, A, like eating healthy and then quote unquote unhealthy, whatever. But even more so, for instance, I am very particular about the protein I'm eating. I want it to be organic. I want my, it to be grass fed, pasture raised, all of that. And I make a very strong effort to follow that. And I, if I'm cooking anything, like that's what it is. My parents, I'm, it's a continuing battle. <laughs> progress. It's honestly like mind blowing to me. So I bring my, I honestly. You bring your own meat. Yes. Like I go to the Whole Foods, I stock up, it's in the freezer, it's yep. my stuff. So when we're cooking, I defrost my version, whatever. But my 20s, when I'm at a restaurant sometimes, like there are dishes I really want to have totally. and they're not grass fed beef. And I'm okay with it yep. in that sense. Like, you know, if I were to go 100% all in life, I would lose a little bit of that fun. 100%. I mean, so um, somebody in my office the other day said that their boyfriend or husband was wondering what I eat at home and if I just eat like sprouted grains and organic <laughs> like wheatgrass. Yeah. And I was like, no, I mean, I have pizza Fridays with my son yeah. who's three years old who like, I mean, I have to do that, right? Mm-hmm. And so, 
And same thing with, I mean, I'm going to go, I have to wash my hands sometimes. And if I don't have yeah, my so soap I was on me, say, yeah. yeah. So I, I definitely, I, I do, I'm probably best with pro, with, with skincare products because I do carry them around with me all the time, but it's, mm-hmm. I'm not like shameful of myself or anybody else ever yeah. because that doesn't, that's the most toxic thing you can do in life is I to agree. be shameful. Shame. So. I actually, now I'm thinking, I don't think I, I need to swap up my soap in my bathroom. Well, we got to My body wash up. is good. My body wash is fine, but. I, it's the same. We use the refillable soap in the store. But I you mean, you can use it everywhere. I know, but I've had something, and so it was in there, and yeah. I was like, "Well, I don't want to waste it." But now I'm just going to toss it. Right, right, right. Um, that's why we your... make the. That's why we make the refillable soap such a focal point because mm-hmm. not only is it you know the most toxic product that most people use, and they use it most throughout the day, but they also because it we use it so much, we throw out so many plastic, plastic bottles. Yeah. So, so, so that's bottles why are glass, just yeah. So, everyone so we knows. have a glass uh, bottle um, refill soap program, and we'll we also have a bar soap. We have lots of other soap mm-hmm. options, but so soap is a really important one. Deodorant is one that I'm yeah. sure people have heard about, and we talked about a little bit earlier. It's it can be a, sw- a hard transition for some people, but I do recommend mm-hmm. you know coming to experts like us before you make the transition because. Yeah. If you just start buying every single deodorant that you're getting served up in a Facebook ad, it's like it's it potentially might not be the right one for you, mm-hmm. and that doesn't mean that all clean deodorants yeah. aren't it right for you. It also gets expensive, right? When you're doing that, and I right. went, and you guys helped me find. I love the Love Fresh oh, good. Super Strength Cedar. That's one. what I use too. Oh my god! Life oh, I actually it's amazing. I'm I'm obsessed with that one. That's so great. Um, so that's another one. I would say. So uh, things that you put on your lips, so whether that's lipstick or lip balm, you literally lick your lips throughout mm-hmm. the day. <laughs> and so you're eating that, so that matters. Yeah. Um, and then, so then I would kind of ask people to kind of look inward and reflect on what it is they're using most often. So some people are really big foundation and makeup people, but they don't use a lot of body lotion mm-hmm. or vice versa. Some people don't use a lot of makeup, but they use they're like obsessed with body lotions and fragrances and things like that so I would I would look at what you use most and definitely prioritize switching that out first because if it covers the most surface area of your body like 90% of the surface area of your body is you know below your chin right so Mm -hmm. neck down so it whatever you're putting all over your body that matters it's very interesting Yeah. yeah I'm not a lotion person I feel like yeah, I should start, but I, no. I don't know. My sister was blown away the other day when I said I don't put lotion on every day. I mean, I like, you what? shouldn't start unless yeah. you feel like you your skin's dry. I know. I'll sometimes put like coconut oil. Yeah, that's I actually great. have a non-toxic lotion that I like as well. Good. Um, and then what about anti-aging tips? Yeah, so that's a funny one because that is that's a little bit, it's necessary for people to recalibrate a little bit about what they Mm -hmm. mean by anti-aging. So if somebody's coming in, having gotten like Botox every week for like, or whatever it is, you know, so, so, so it's tough because we, you know, obviously we're not doing fillers Mm -hmm. and we're not, um, we don't even allow retinols and those Mm -hmm. types of like resurfacing ingredients. So it's a very, very different, um, kind of mindset. So mm-hmm. all of those ingredients and treatments that I just mentioned, they kind of require a lot of upkeep and they require, yeah. it's it's almost like a slippery slope in a way. So like you're using chemical peels and you're using all these ingredients and your body copes because our bodies are amazing. Your body copes and then figures out how to get past that treatment. Mm-hmm. And so then you need heavier stuff, heavier stuff, heavier stuff. So that's a very, very, very different path than, um, in, in our world, uh, it's basically like 
nourishing and and like replenishing your skin as much as possible okay. so so earlier you mentioned that you now get comments from people that you have a glow mm-hmm. and that your skin looks like dewy. healthy and dewy yeah. that's what this that's like our version of anti-aging mm-hmm. so we definitely have stuff that's going to help and help like soften fine lines and things like that yeah. but it's not going to be like an overnight filler that totally changes your face that's fair yeah how toxic is botox It's so, I mean, (laughs) honestly, like, again, I don't feel, I don't believe in shame. And honestly, I just, my, my thing there is that there's not enough research and information about it. And Mm -hmm. generally how we operate at Folane is we use the precautionary principle. So like if there are, there are new chemicals come out by, you know, derm products, um, by any kind of product every Mm -hmm. single day. And, um, and there's not enough research on that impact, you know, and, yeah. and all I know about Botox is that it's like related to botulism, which is like, can, yeah, so, but <laughs> honestly, but I'm not, I'm not, we don't shame people. We have a lot of customers that use Botox regularly, I'm sure. and but then, then they want their, clean they want beauty. their clean yeah. stuff for every day, twice a day. Um, you know, obviously I'd rather, I'd rather them feel confident in building their own skin and their own profile, mm-hmm. right? Because ultimately, you know, all of those things I just mentioned, Botox and others, it's like, it's really to, to again, accomplish everybody looking the same. Um, yep. And to mask you. Exactly. And, and not who you image. are. Yeah. yeah. And we have girls coming in that are, you know, 20 years old and I'm less. Sure. And they said that they're getting preventative Botox. And it's just like, we'll never know what they looked like ever. I know. I haven't dabbled with Botox yet I don't shame anyone that does my mom has been pushing it on me for a long time like right before my wedding she's like are you sure because I do have pretty bad wrinkles thanks to my dad but I'm also just like "Mm." I kind of feel eventually by the time I'm ready to have Botox they will have figured out a more clean yeah something 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 else will exist exactly now there's that like PRP situation that people are right I don't know what it's actually called but like their blood is basically being like needled into (laughs) their face yep I don't know if that's toxic or not. But anyway, when that time comes, hopefully there will be a non-toxic version. And the other thing is that it's not just your skincare for anti I mean, it's a whole lifestyle. It's if your you diet really a lot as well. The best, ver- like the best version of yourself, it's really the whole entire thing. Yeah. yeah. Look at someone who's been like eating clean and drinking a ton of water for a week and then someone that had like McDonald's and totally. five vodka sodas the yeah. night before. Yeah. Or not even vodka sodas, like rum and Cokes. Um, very different. Mm-hmm. And then what would you say the biggest mistake people are making when it comes to skincare? Skincare in general, or, I mean, so I'll, I obviously can speak to the cleaner yeah. side more than anything. Yeah, yeah, the, um, the clean side. So I would say there's still a lot of people, again, this is kind of related to what I was just mentioning, but there's still a lot of people that are really, really wearing down their skin. Mm-hmm. So whether that's with like chemical peels and all the things we just mentioned, um, which make your skin very sensitive to the sun, uh, but or it's like with really abrasive manual exfoliants, mm-hmm. um, this probably isn't like the most harmful thing, but we find like people that are wearing down their skin and then not applying sunscreen and and by the way um mineral sunscreen because chemical Mm -hmm. sunscreen is one of the things i should have mentioned before it's one of the most toxic things you can use yeah so using a if they're wearing down their skin and not using a mineral sunscreen to protect it afterwards it's just like i mean it's just it's accelerating the aging process Mm -hmm. so fast it's also just like thinning out your skin it's like 
it's real. It's just, it's no good. So I would say go as simple and gentle as possible mm-hmm. while, um, while addressing whatever your needs are. So, so say you have hyperpigmentation or like pregnancy mask or, you know, something that you want to. What's pregnancy bre- mask? Um, so some people get, uh, like darkness, uh, okay. melasma yeah. around their mouth when they mm-hmm. get, pre- or when they go through any hormonal, massive hormonal changes. Um, it's just melasma, you know, you could get, it's the same thing with yeah. hyperpigmentation all over your face. We have really great brightening, you know, serums, um, okay. that can address something like that. Or, you know, if somebody's struggling with any kind of inflammation, whether that's acne or rosacea or anything, we have treatment serums for those, mm-hmm. but that's the targeted stuff is where you should focus the more target. I mean, the more heavy duty products. Yeah. Other than that, I was go, I would go as gentle as possible with okay. ingredients that your body knows and loves. So awesome. Yeah. I would, I mean, yes, that's what I would say. No, I love that. <laughs> okay. And then for the closing question, we're moving unfortunately from clean beauty but into food yes how what would you say the three ways it can be up to three doesn't have to be three ways to your heart through food so it doesn't have to be like your last meal necessarily Uh but what brings the joy and it can be general like ice cream or a very specific sandwich from a very specific place Ooh. Okay, so that's a really hard question because I'm I know. obsessed with food. My answer changes all the time, and I feel oh, like good. Be, well, just because I get so excited. Yeah, and then I'll have something I'm like, oh, this is it. Um, okay, so I am a big. Let me think about this. So I'm actually very, very consistent with some foods, but mm-hmm. I don't know that they're necessarily the ones that bring me the most joy. But they it's just bringing you some feel... joy in the sense of you're consistently eating it. I I like like very, very colorful and and like spice filled bowls um, for most meals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so wherever I can find new versions of that, I actually um, we were just talking about her before, Bombery Bodega, right near yeah. our store. Um, I like seeing like whatever she has on tap and what's mm-hmm. being rotated into her menu because those are really yummy. I'd love to try some of your recipes too because oh, it's you. just I feel like I'm always looking for new yummy yeah. mixtures. And I do think everything is better in a bowl. Yes, so much better. I just so love a bowl. That's like the ultimate for me. Um, okay. Just really yummy bowls. Um, I am a big dark cho- like I am a very big chocolate snob. So I can't eat with you. Like I can't eat a Hershey's bar anymore. Like I just I had a Hershey's know. kiss the other day. Oh, it's and I was crazy. Like, this is yeah. disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> Totally. Absolute trash. <laughs> totally. Totally. So I'm, I'm a huge chocolate snob and I'm always on the hunt for like a yummy looking new one. Mm-hmm. And, um, What's your favorite chocolate right now? Um, my favorite one right now is actually just a one that you can buy from Whole Foods. It's in the normal um, bar section and I'm totally blanking on the brand, but it's an almond. Uh, Alter Ego? It's not Alter Ego. I have, I do like those, yeah, but it's like near this. the Alter Ego in the okay. store, but it's um, an almond butter crunchy one. Ooh, um, I'll find Earth. it and send it to you. It might be that one. It might be. I love chocolate too. Yeah. I have like huge 20 chocolate, chocolate bars in my drawer. I also am a big Hugh Kitchen chocolate fan. Oh, love so Hugh Kitchen. Yeah. Good. And yeah. I'm someone that like, I can have 20 bars in my drawer because I have it every day. Yep. And so I'm not like, oh my God, I haven't had chocolate in a month. I need to eat a whole bar. Yep. After every meal, I have a few pieces. Totally. Lunch included. Um, and I guess the last thing isn't a food, but it's a related is I recently, sw- not recently, about a year ago, switched off. I used to be a huge coffee person, include mm-hmm. like also a coffee snob, like, you know, the yeah. sourcing and, you know, how it was made and everything. Now I've taken all of that energy and applied it to matcha and I just feel mm-hmm. better and I love, I love everything about it. So I did that and then I went back to coffee. Yeah. Uh, how's it going for you? really well okay good. Well, it was during a very anxious time of my life okay. it was right 
around the wedding. You switched to the matcha over yeah. the anxious time? It was okay. right around the wedding. Yep. It was also like in the throw of me leaving my job. I just was constantly like mind racing, anxious. Yep. Felt like I was going to throw up. So I switched to matcha. I loved it. Um, and then I felt like I'm very big on listening to my body and it's always mm-hmm. led me in the right direction. And mm-hmm. I know it's very hard for some people to understand because I get it if you don't feel that connection. Um, but like if I crave something, I always will eat it because I know that that's what it wants. Yep. And even with things I've omitted in the past, like I didn't eat garlic and onion for three years because I just couldn't tolerate them. Mm-hmm. And one day I looked over and like I would, if I smelled it, I was like, oh my God, that's disgusting. And one day Joe was eating something that was loaded with garlic. And I was like, I, can't, I really want that. And he was like, what? And I started eating it. And now, like, I'm tolerant to garlic again. Oh, that's crazy. And so after my matcha stint, I really enjoyed it. But my body was like, I really want coffee huh. one day. And so I had it. And now I've been on the Bulletproof kick for oh, a while. Cool. Yep. And that is, I definitely feel a difference of having like a Bulletproof coffee and then having like Do you have that first classic. thing every day? Yeah. Okay. So I have one cup a day, first thing in the morning. And then if I sometimes on the weekends, I'll have like a second in the afternoon, mm-hmm. but I do notice more of a jolt because it doesn't have the added ingredients of a bulletproof that's extending the caffeine release. Right, 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 right. So are you totally off coffee now? I'm totally off coffee, although I'll probably start sneaking in one every every once yeah. in a while because I wanted to see how, same thing to you, I wanted to see how I felt being mm-hmm. off of it and totally on matcha. Yeah. And, I, and I loved it and I love it. And then now I know how it feels and exactly. I'm good. But um, I'll probably sneak in a coffee, every, especially now that we're in the summer, cold brews. I know. So good. Yeah. I went a good like five months, I think, without any yeah. coffee. And yep. then I was like, okay. And I know if I ever start to feel that way again, I'll just cut it right back out and go back right. to matcha. Right. But... Where we, I have to ask though, oh. do you get matcha from somewhere else, or do you make your own? I I mean I make my own every I'm a day. Snob about stores. I'm a I, get, I make my own every day, but I don't know. I mean here in New York, there's matcha places on every corner. I, but it's I not like really that anywhere else one. in the country. <laughs> I know, but like I will venture to say, I have not enjoyed one matcha from a store more oh, than so what funny. I've made myself. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm the same way. I actually don't make it with milk either. Mm-hmm. I just make it with hot water and. Mm-hmm. And I'm also, I'm pretty snobby about, you know, the ceremonial grade and yeah, like sure. the sourcing and everything mm-hmm. else like that. But Not I'm sure, but it makes sense. Given it's a, it's your too expensive, which I hate, but, yeah. you know, I only spend money on food it's and skincare going into your body. and all of it. Exactly. It makes exactly. sense. Well, thank you so much for being oh, on this here. This was so fun. This was such a so pleasure. Easy. Yeah. It has so been so nice getting to know you. <laughs> yes. um, everyone, definitely check Likewise. out Folane. It'll all be linked in the show notes. If you live in the city, it's on the corner of... Jane and Greenwich Avenue. Yep. Right across um, from the Equinox. Yep. Right across from the Equinox. It's a beautiful, just like heavenly oasis. So go check it out. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode of Freckled Foodie and Friends. I thoroughly hope you enjoyed it. If you could be so kind, I would greatly appreciate a rate and or review on whatever platform you use to listen to your podcast. Currently, this one's available on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Please subscribe to make sure you're up to date with new episodes coming at you every Friday morning. If once a week isn't enough of me, please follow along on my most active social channel, Instagram. Find me, my unedited videos, recipes, random rants, and info for all my other social channels on there, at Freckled Foodie.